Hello there! This show contains material which a truly free society would neither fear nor suppress. The language and concepts contained herein will not cause eternal torment in the place where the guy with the horns and pointed stick conducts his business. Dude, what's going on, man? Just recovering. What are you recovering from, yo? Last show. What do you mean? Eh, just recovering. I'm reeling. Reeling in the years. Yeah. I'm trying to play this, hum this melody over the top of Jeremy Shaw. It's just not working. I think I'm going to drape this cloth bacon over my mic. Give me one of the bacons. Yeah, I want to uh, thank uh, Fran for stopping in again, giving us some cloth On bacon. Last week's show. Fabric yeah, bacon. She gave us, she was trying to be funny, get it? She made us fabric bacon, and she also pointed out that they were gluten-free. I thought it was funny. Except but to me, it doesn't look like bacon. I don't even know what it, it just looks it's like very, a weird. It's stylized. It looks very like a very Indian bacon. armband or something. It could be, know. it could be like a, a, a decorative fringe. But she left them here and here they are. They they, they sat on the <laughs> table for a week and here here, here they and are. And she had scraps and she called them bacon bits. Yep, bacos. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I still feel like there's something I need to say in the intros and I'm forgetting what that is. I don't know, but you know what we're going to do? What? We are going to go into our vault and pick up something from our uh, our listener line. What are we calling it? Um, the bloody phone number. The, the 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 yeah. Yet I feel like there's still something I need to say. I don't don't remember what that is though. I'm sorry. What? What are you sorry about? No, I'm saying that if you don't know what to say, it, it never hurts to say I'm sorry. That's true. There you go. Now say it. Say it. I got nothing. All right, there you go. Let's go into our, our listener Well, we bag. got uh, voicemail on our phone line, 206-376-1907, from somebody we know pretty well, actually. So let's, uh, let's, just, uh, let's just listen to it. Let's check it out. Hi, guys. This is Bruce Lee, uh, first-time listener, long-time caller, calling with Skype. Uh, listening to your show, 162, I'm uh, quite a ways behind. Uh, what's this cart? player thing you're talking about. I, I want one of those. Is there one I can run under Windows? Um, I need this yeah, check out Cast Blaster. Laptop. That'd be a nice add-on. Of course, I need uh, some sort of simple mixer, which I really can't afford right now. Uh, what else? Oh, Rich, that Dell Mini 9 thing sounds pretty cool. I guess, I guess there's a Mini 10 now out now. Uh, they and I looked and at them, they look kind of pricey for me last time I looked. More, more than I paid for something I just used as an extra gadget. Features sounded cool, though. Form factor would be nice, kind of tiny. How's the battery life? Um, I think the solid-state drive should be a battery life saver, but they do tend to be kind of pricey, too. I kind of hate the name, though. The Mini 9 sounds like some sort of auto, semi-automatic weapon. Uh, John, I agree with you on not being political about operating systems. But, yeah, they should be functional. I mean, I figure I bought the hardware. I used the OS because I needed to be able to use my hardware that I paid for. I think I'm kind of sick of the OS attitudes. 
I keep owing them more money. I need, a, a, I need continued permission to use my hardware the way I want to. I should get the use of my hardware because I paid for it. And the OS should get the hell out of the way. And I blame Bill Gates. For that matter, I blame Rich, too. <laughs> I completely agree. I can. I, I remember you discussed those Rockefeller drug laws. Uh, I looked over the info on Wikipedia. I wonder if they came out before or after the federal three strikes laws. Now, those are actually, sure. uh, as I recall, sponsored by Tip O'Neill. And I remember him saying in his autobiography that he thought they were probably the worst idea he'd ever come up with. But he couldn't work to remove them, or he'd never get reelected because folks would think he was soft on crime. Even though he was the one who introduced the laws in the first place, I guess now we seem to be stuck with them. And, uh, oh, and by the way, I really hated your music. Uh, the first one sounded like the soundtrack from a bad 60s movie, and the second one, well, I always hated metal. Kind of loud, too. Love the show. Talk at you later. Well, we warned you, right? I mean, before we played that that tune, we said, turn your volume down, pull your earbuds out of your ears. It's going to be loud, you know? Yeah, and that's what Fast Forward is for. Let's, let's, oh, let's I, see. We've I, got a lot of stuff we have to respond to. Well, I, I wrote down a few things. Dell Mini 9, yeah, they do have a Mini 10. Um, well, before, let's rewind that. The first you, thing he asked was, <laughs> yeah, you make a good rewind noise or vomit. Um, he, he asked us about, you know, a cart player. The, the one that I've got on the Mac here is called Soundbite. And they uh, do have a Windows version. They do have a Windows version? Yeah, it requires having um, the Apple codecs installed, the, uh, their sound. QuickTime? QuickTime, yeah, it requires oh. QuickTime. But they do have a Windows version of Soundbite. Okay. Know? Well, in the past, we used to use the free version of uh, Cast Blaster, which right. did the same thing. Cast Blaster is the thing put out by Adam... Adam Curry's Adam Curry. cronies. Yeah, and we never used it to record. See, what no. he did was, if, unless you paid for it, he made it so it could only record 10 minutes at a time. Right. But what he didn't disable was the car player feature where you could just trigger uh, samples and songs. So we just used it for that. We never but, used any piece of software to record anyways. We're recording to the hardware there. Yeah, we're recording to some hardware I have. But then John, when we switched to his iMac off of the, his Windows PC, we switched to this soundbite, and it works great. It's sort of a, a, an emulator of a real radio station car player. Yep. And it's just called Soundbite. Just look up Soundbite, Cart Player, Google that, and you'll find it. Sound B-Y-T-E. Yeah, and you shouldn't have a problem finding that. And I, Mini I, 9. Mini 9, yeah. You know, he said something like, you know, it's it's a lot of money for just another gadget. But you know what? This has become my main PC. I don't even turn on my desktop unless I'm editing the show now. Mostly I'm just checking email and surfing a little during the day. And I don't need a big monitor or a big computer, so I keep my desktop turned off, which was loud and noisy and consumes a lot of power. And here's a, a hint. It looks like people have figured out that on Dell's site, um, they're rebranding the Mini 9, depending on like if you're a home user or business user or something. You can also get what's called, I think, the Vostro A090 or whatever like that. And it's the same exact piece of hardware, but they're marketing it for business for 199 bucks. I mean, we're talking about a full-fledged... PC for 199 bucks. Wow. Not What's bad. different about it? What's the hardware um, config? It's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing. The only difference is that you can only get it in black, and the face, instead of being silver, is also black. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, damn it. I paid too much for this then. Yeah. But, but I mean, at 199 it, it's a 1 gig of RAM and a 4 gig SSD. Yeah, it's the very base model. Yeah. So it's not bad. 
Yeah. Not bad at all. Well, and, you know, battery life, four hours, and I'm okay with that. And You're not watching, like, videos or anything? No, right? I, I've watched TV shows on here, but I just leave it plugged in most of the time during the day. But when I, you know, like right now it's plugged in because I'm, I'm stationary. But when I'm mobile, I unplug it. You know, if I bring it to the cafe or I'm, I'm sitting in my easy chair and, like, Twittering during a Mets game or something, I just, I just leave it unplugged. But, uh, yeah, the solid-state drive is great. It's a little bit lower power consumption than the, the good old-fashioned disc-based drive with a motor. So, so that's mm-hmm. cool. And he also talked about yeah, – Grizz, you almost contradicted yourself, right? You said, I, I agree with John about not choosing an OS politically. That's a great Grizz impersonation. I don't know how great it was. But, you know, I, I don't like choosing operating systems for political reasons. And then he went on to say, I want an operating system unlike Microsoft that lets me do what I want with my hardware. Well, that's sort of a little in contradiction to me. The reason I run Linux is because it does let me do what I want with my hardware. It's a free operating system that doesn't introduce any, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Laser beams. Nuclear uh, weaponry. (laughs) No, it doesn't introduce any... DRM. DRM or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, Linux, you know, I run Ubuntu. I happen to have 8.04 on my mini. And I I think that that's a perfectly good reason to run an operating system. You New know, you, you want to do, well, they have, actually, they have 8.1, and now they have 9. 9.04 uh, coming out, yeah, which is the jaunty jackalope. It's out. Yeah, whatever. You don't know. It's you out. don't care. So I think there is something to be said for uh, political choices with operating systems. You can continue to be a slave to Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, or you can run a truly free operating system and do what you want with it. I mean, it's your choice. Well, and what I find is use whatever works for whatever task you're – Coming you're, from the slave to Steve Jobs. Uh, use whatever works for whatever task is at hand and deal with some of these facts. Like, you know, there's a lot of software out there for both of these major operating systems. And if you prefer to use Linux, so be it. You know, some people can be fanatics for the Mac. Some people can be fanatics for Windows. I've run into both of them. And then some people can be fanatics for not being a fanatic, you know, kind of like the people wearing all black, saying they're goth, expressing themselves when they look exactly like the other guy wearing all black, expressing themselves. So, you know, if you're a fanatic for one specific operating system, I think that you're you're out of control and out of your mind. Be, I think what, be practical. I think Use what John available. is saying is that he's a slave to Steve Jobs and he's embarrassed, but he's a little afraid to change. No, what, what the deal is, uh, I make money on Windows, I have fun on the Mac, and I just don't need to run a third operating system in my life. And I think we addressed all of Grizz's comments, didn't we? Oh, and he made some comments about um, Tip O'Neill and and the Rockefeller drug laws and three strikes are out. The only thing that I wanted to say is, yeah, I think that the the reason why the success and failure of the three strikes you're out law was the name. I mean, three strikes you're out is pretty catchy. But then again, it sticks. And, you know, even though the law might be sucky, it sticks because it's got a catchy name. So my only other comment is, um, yeah. You need a better mic or something for your Skype calls. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, the quality is pretty bad with the K7 service or whatever we get this free uh, voicemail service from. But um, I think I'm going to have to do a little work to clean that up to make uh, Grizz a little more audible. But I'll I'll worry about that in post-production. And in the future, maybe you can find a a free or cheaper way to call in with a, a landline because, yeah, we're already getting degradation on, on, our, on our voicemail as it well, is. Well, and who knows? Maybe when Google Voice comes around with their ser- service, maybe the quality will be a little higher and we can, yeah. we can switch to that when that happens. It's just it's not uh, – they didn't bust it out for the masses yet. It's still in beta. But as always, we love the feedback from Grace. Good stuff. Yeah.
All Actually, right. Grizz sent us something else, and we'll probably play that next week. Yeah, and uh, you, what I'm going to do is play a tune, and this one is actually uh, dedicated to Grizz because it's... And Slim Whitman. It's dedicated to both of them. Okay, and if you're standing on top of something very high up in the air next to some sort of satellite dish and everything's nice and quiet, be prepared. Yeah, this is another one, Grizz, where you got to pull the earbuds out and you might have to, uh, you know... Turn it down a, a little bit. So Change your uh, this one's for you, though. Check it out.
What's better than hardcore that ends with, what was that, a harmonica? What was that, a melodium? It wasn't hardcore. That was screamo. No, I know, but it sounds so much like the stuff we used to record in a bunch of the studios that I worked in that was called hardcore. You know, the kind of vocals. No, hardcore. You know, hardcore, which was right. an extension of like punk, Black actually. flag. Not even. Hardcore is more like GBH. It started with a British band called GBH. And, um, oh, God, what was the name of that band? Oh, I can't think of their name. Damn it. I discovered them at this tiny little record store near Syracuse University like 20 years ago. But, yeah, it's an extension of punk rock. And, um, yeah, so they what, they were calling that Screamo, but that's, to me. Yeah, that's the genre. Yeah, and, and that one that one is for you, Grizz. We hope you like that. And uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this name, but I think it's Antarabe or Antarabe, whatever. And the name of the song was <laughs> I Lifted Her Dress and Unscrewed Her Leg. What's better than that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe a sharp stick in the eye. That that might be a little better. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, I hate to go into the poli- political politics you kind of thing it. again. Uh, you know, it gets a little boresome. <laughs> Is Wait. that a word? Because I just used it. It's now a word. You've coined the phrase. It's boresome. So what do you got? What do you got? Politics. No, I've got a follow-up to what you're going to talk about. Okay, so let me talk about what I'm going to talk about. This was emailed to us by our uh, favorite listener from the northern uh, Northwestern Territories, Kirsten. And uh, the headline on the Wired.com website is, Obama taps fifth RIAA lawyer to the Justice Department. Oh, yep. great. Yep. Five RIAA? One would be too many. One would be too, too many. And now we have five. I mean, this is just insanity. You know, we're trying to achieve reasonable copyright and reasonable uh, intellectual property laws. And, he, well, I mean, this is nothing new. I mean, this is just the way it works. Now, you know? what what constitutes an RIAA lawyer? These are people who who defended or prosecuted cases for the RIAA? He represented the uh, – this particular guy represented the RIAA against Grokster, actually. Oh, jeez. So, uh, you know, he's knee-deep in it, no doubt about it, you know. Absolutely. You know, you know I'm, I'm – His name is Ian – Gershengorn, as the uh, volunteer uh, fireman siren is going off in the background. Ian Gershengorn. Mr. Yeah. Gershengorn. And don't make fun of his name just because he's an RIAA lawyer. I'm not making fun of his name. You know, th- this is what kind of ticks me off. Making fun of him. And and we were, I, maybe I mentioned this in one of the earlier shows, about how you'd think that, that an administration that prided itself on its internet prowess would get something just so backwards, backwardsly wrong. That's another phrase I'm making up here. And you know what? You got Obama administration doing this, and the second-hand man, Joe Biden, he was just at a um, – he was at an MPAA gala. Who has galas anymore? Well, there's a regatta gala. There's a gala, gala, gula. And I can only picture you know people in ball gowns and tuxedos. Black like, yes, tie. Yes. lovey. With, with their monocles. <laughs> So what you're saying is uh, Werner Klemperer is going to be there? Exactly. And he's at this MPAA gala, which is the Motion Picture Association of America, essentially the second horseman of the apocalypse, you know, like the RIAA. And he's there. And what does he say to them and stands up in front of them and says, he says, we'll find the right person for the intellectual property czar. They want to have an uh, uh, IP czar in the administration or in, in, the, uh, in the White House. And this person, Joe Biden is saying to the MPAA, we're going to get the right guy for you who's going to be protecting your intellectual property. And again, 
you know, with with news of uh, like the Pirate Bay case. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Pirate Bay guys, I guess they were convicted and they got sentenced to like a year in jail and, and they had to have all sorts of fines, multi-million dollar fines. But Joe Biden says in front of the MPAA, it's pure theft stolen from the artists and quite frankly from the American people as consequence of loss of jobs and as a consequence of loss of income. You know what? I don't think that he's uh, sugarcoating this. He's he's taking a stand. and He's for the MPAA, and he's for people uh, having backwards copyright laws, people who are protectionists, people who don't want the artists to, to make any money and the artists to, to make a living. He wants the, distrib- the distributors and, and these giant corporations to make the money. So I just think they're getting it wrong. They don't understand the case. They're just, you know, patting their cronies on the back at these galas. The regatta galas. Yeah. So there's been two other really big things in the news. Well, three, really. You know, we have the Somali pirates. They've been talked about endlessly. This is not the Pirate Bay pirates. Different no, pirates. this is the Somali pirates. Piracy's big this year. It's huge. Susan Boyle is somebody else that's right? been in the news lately. And I, I actually sort of want to talk about that a little bit, even though I did my best to ignore it for a week. And the other thing that's in the news lately is um, George Bush... And his fascist cronies and their torturing techniques. There's been a lot of those documents uh, that have come to public light. A lot of them have been made public through Freedom of Information Act requests. Obama made some public. What's the point in making them public if you're not going to do anything about it? I mean, if, if, if they broke the Geneva Conventions with waterboarding and torture, they should be prosecuted. But yet, my guess is he's not going to do it because, holy cow, the Republicans in Congress, would that would raise holy hell. He wouldn't get any votes from them ever. But at the same time, I mean, in, in, in the eye of the rest of the world, in the eyes of the other civilized countries in this world, you know, they at one time looked up to the United States as, as a, being a beacon of righteousness or whatever you want to call it, you know. No, our moral high ground has long been destroyed. Our moral, moral high ground is in the sewer and – yeah, I mean, I'm I'm okay with it, you know. I mean, yeah, let's go after these guys. I mean, Spain. There was a uh, the, a recent judge in Spain who wanted to prosecute uh, some people in the Bush administration for uh, uh, breaking um, perhaps the Geneva Convention or, or certain laws at Guantanamo Bay, and ultimately that got thrown out of a Spanish court because the the highest court said, well, we weren't there and they weren't our people, so you know, we really have. That's a cop out. No, it's not a cop-out. I mean, realistically, you know, where are they going to go? It wasn't their people and they weren't there. What what possible grounds And we were just following orders. They, well, what grounds do they have to stand on? That would, you know, that would be like Ceylon trying to prosecute, you know, people in the U.S. for something they weren't a part of. I mean, huh? Sri Lanka, whatever, you know, Zimbabwe, Rhodesia. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm just picking these. there's a concert that I, has I'm, to be done. I'm picking these. Yeah, we should definitely do a concert, but I ain't going to play Sun City. That's all I know. And um, so, okay, fine. You know, the Spanish court couldn't do it. But you know what? We have courts in the U.S. that can. Let's go after these sons of bitches. And, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying this as a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. I'm not a a member of the Democratic Party. I did not vote for Barack Obama in the last election. I voted for somebody else. I did vote. And, um, you know, I I stand for right and wrong. And I think a lot of the, the, the rest of the people in the world do. And these guys in the Bush administration were just bastards, and they, they they need to be punished. You know, I suspect nothing will ever come of it. You know, and eventually the, it'll be brushed under the rug, and it'll in twenty years it'll be forgotten, right? You know. Well, I I think that there's um, there are some dangers in prosecuting someone like that if you're going all the way to the top and prosecuting a former president. 
but there's some also some some major good that can be they can come from it. I mean, if you if you prosecute the president and you and you uh, open up the precedent in prosecuting him, then what might end up happening is that that our entire government is brought down in, in all these legal squabblings. Every time someone disagrees with some policy, they're going to you know try to prosecute. And we've seen that in the past, and we saw that in several administrations past. War crimes. Well, well hang on, Trump. I'm, simple. I'm not. I'm not arguing things. against it. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying that you know that's one of the things that could happen if it's if it's abused. But the other thing is how is how is trying to achieve justice and abusive achieve let justice? Let me get my second. Let me get anything. the other hand out before you object. the The other hand is. If we if we prosecute these people, then we can regain our moral high ground. We can say, look, America is built still, on laws. Still not seeing the bad part of it. <laughs> that I'm I'm agreeing with you, man. You, you're so blind, you don't even see it when someone agrees with you. I'm saying absolutely, maybe we should do it because people are. We're going to then be that beacon on the hill again that everyone keeps talking about on Fox. You're, Network. you're like a fool on the hill, actually. <laughs> exactly. And and they'll look up to us and saying, look, they they find that, that the rule of law is so important that they'll take down their own leaders to, to make sure that they follow the rule of law as well. And you know what? That might not be a bad thing. Shit, yes. <laughs> as he eats the snickerdoodle. Susan Boyle. Yeah, what about her? She, she should be taken down too. Oh, wait. She no. should be president. Well, she couldn't because I don't think that she's a natural born killer citizen i mean but yeah what about susan boyle well for the last week everybody was facebooking and twittering about this they were booking face get the term right the susan boyle person and unless you've been living in a cave or in um rhodesia zimbabwe ceylon sri lanka i don't know the barbary coast who knows somali unless you're a somali pirate madagascar you've probably heard of her Unless you've been living on the Isle of Man or Easter Island. Elba. <laughs> That's true. Like, for example, Napoleon, never heard of Susan Boyle. Never heard of her. No. Uh, Susan Boyle, right? Everybody was twitting and tweeting and Facebooking and book-facing about her. And for a week, I was just like, oh, for crying out loud, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is this Susan Boyle person and why aren't you shutting up about her? And then last Friday, Jimmy Fallon... It entered his monologue, and it wasn't like a joke. It wasn't like a simple joke. It was a skit they did where Fallon was having a disagreement with his personal assistant because she lost something of his, and they went into their production meeting room, and somebody was playing the video, and he was like, oh, this is so beautiful. Susan Boyle was singing. And then all of Jimmy Fallon's anger melted away, and then, you know, like different people would come in with all these problems, and he'd be like, oh, just calm down. Watch this. And, like, everybody was, like, mellowing out. So that that's when I kind of got the idea that this Susan Boyle person could sing. Actually, my favorite people who walked into the production meeting room were the uh, sousaphone player and the singer from The Roots, the sort of R&B funk band that hosts see it, his show. That would be pretty funny. And Tariq is the name of the singer. And I don't know the sousaphone player's name, but they both came in. And he goes, Jimmy, Tariq put yogurt in my sousaphone. <laughs> and what was Tariq's defense? Well, where am I supposed to put my yogurt? <laughs> of course, put it in the sousaphone. But anyway, and then they both heard Susan Boyle singing, and they all calmed down. Anyway, so I said, all right, enough's enough. So I went to YouTube, and I Googled Susan Boyle, and I watched the Listen bit. to you all, Web 2.0. You're tweeting and... And Jimmy Fallon-ing and I, I you're like going Jimmy to YouTube 
YouTube, you're Googling. I've, Jimmy, I've always been a fan of Jimmy Fallon. I thought his stuff you're YouTubing. On, I thought you're his YouTubing use. I thought his stuff on Booking Face. <laughs> I thought his stuff on uh, Weekend Update was always great. His hair, not so much, but I thought he wrote some pretty good comedy. And, and in many ways, when he does stand-up, he's sort of the anti-stand-up. He's like so bad, he's funny at times. <laughs> anyway, so I, 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 I tuned into Web 2.0 YouTube, and I watched the whole bit. And you've seen the American yep. Idol segments in this segment where like they hype the person, and usually they – they're bragging about themselves, and then they turn out to suck. And this woman was a very plain, very matronly woman. She dressed kind of like the Queen of England. You know, she's a 47-year-old woman who's dressing like a 50- or 67-year- or 77-year-old woman. You know, Most you people would... think that she's in desperate need of a makeover, but I think she should keep the look. No, and she's going to. And, you know, her hair is just kind of uncombed and unbrushed, and she doesn't wear makeup, and she's very plain. And, you know, everybody was saying she's ugly. I don't think she's ugly. She's not the elephant man. She's a normal person. She's in the middle of the bell curve, you know? Not everybody she's can— She's not the elephant man. Or the elephant woman, <laughs> for that matter, you know? But just, the elephant— But did you see what the your models? scale is. But elephant did, man ugly. But did you see the, the the different models and things that the elephant man made, yes. those things that he made? Yes. The guy had a gift. The guy was super talented. He was not an animal. I, not, not. Now look at you making fun of the elephant man. I'm not, I love the elephant man. And <laughs> what was his name? What was his um, – John Merrick. John Merrick, yeah. And that was uh, a David Lynch film, wasn't it? That was like his first film. Was know, that David Lynch? I think he did that. Yeah. I don't remember that. So anyway, so Susan Boyle comes, you know, they do the little bit where she's like, oh, I'm going to rock the audience tonight and nobody's taking her seriously. And they were like, how long have you been singing? And she's like, since I was 12. And they were like, oh, since you were 12. And like nobody believed her. So she came out and, you know, Simon Cowell from um, American Idol fame is like, hi, what's your name? Where do you live? Um, what do you want to do? I want to be a professional singer. And everybody laughs, snickering. And then he goes, well, what's what's kept you from doing that now? And she's like, well, I never had the chance. Here's hoping that'll change. And then Simon goes, well, who do you want to be like? Who, If you could be as famous as anybody, who would it be? And she goes, Elaine Bono. Page. No, she said Elaine Page. And most Americans aren't going to know who that is. But she's kind of the first lady of British musical theater. She's a huge star there. But, I mean, in the United States, that would have been as if she said Barbara Streisand or something like that. Or, or uh, the woman who sang the Titanic song. You know, what's her name? Um, I can't think of her name right now. but uh, Joan Jett. Yeah, a huge star. And and then so she's going to sing a song from Les Mis. Um, I dream the dream from Les Mis. And again, it's a huge song. It's like Memories from Cats. It's a big song. You got to have a big voice Better to than sing cats. it. Let's see it again and again. Yeah. So and 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 they're snickering, and Simon's trying not to make eye contact with her. He's looking away, like you know, if I don't look at her, maybe she won't sing, you know. And then she killed it. She freaking brought the house down, and she was she became she has like two hundred million views on YouTube in in less than two weeks. Nobody has ever done anything like that in the history of viral internet, you know? And I just think it's great because I'm so sick of American Idol where you got to be pretty and you got to be this and you, you're 47, you wouldn't even get to audition on American Idol. You also first have to have a stripe in your hair. Yeah, you got to have that. And you got to look like a character out of a Japanimation um, <laughs> story like Sailor Moon or something. And you have know. to have a tramp stamp. She came out and she literally kicked ass. She is really, really a good singer. She's got a gift. And okay, she doesn't look like, you know, Celine Dion or Halle Berry, but you don't have to be stunning to have a stunning voice. More like Chuck Berry. <laughs> she looks a little like Chuck Berry. Okay, I'll give you that. A little fairer around the skin. And I don't know. I just think it's the coolest thing to happen in a long time. I watched that video, and it literally, I don't want to sound stupid and idiotic, but when I watch that video, it makes me smile. Makes you cry like <clears throat> the girl that you are. No, but here's one for the underdog, right? Absolutely. I mean, 
great. It's fantastic. And then the the icing on the cake, though, is she's going to get a record deal, whether she wins this program yeah, or Simon not. Yeah, Simon Cowell's working to get her the oh, deal. Oh, you could see the gears turning in his head. While he was watching, he was going, I know we can make money on her. Mm-hmm. And I can buy more shirts. I spent 20 minutes reading the comments under the videos on YouTube. And I guarantee, no matter what city she went into, major city, Moscow, Paris, Beijing, whatever, she would sell out an opera hall-sized thing. I saw comments from Pakistan, from China. This is a, a woman who warmed the hearts of everybody who watched that video. So whether she wins this or not, she's got a record deal because they'd be stupid not to give her one because she's going to sell out halls and she's going to sell a lot of records. All right, hang on a second. Let's Wait, here's here's the icing on the cake for me, though. That woman, Elaine Page, as she referenced, agreed to sing a duet with her on the record. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's like a dream come true for this woman, Susan Boyle. She's been on Larry King. She's going to be on Oprah any day. She has to. Oprah eats this kind of stuff up. Anyway, what were you going to say? What I was going to say is take this scenario where she's she's essentially gotten a little bit of fame because of the television show that she's on. A little bit? But hang on. That's where the, the, the kernel was. But it exploded because of YouTube. It exploded because of the, the viral internet distribution. Thing. Right. Yeah. I, you told – and actually – uh, Grizzly was the guy who wouldn't stop tweeting about it, by the way. He was, <laughs> thanks, Grizz. But um, yeah, this viral thing, you know, she told two friends and she told two friends okay. and so on. And, and so it's like a Brett commercial. It just exploded. She's going to get a record deal out of this. She's going to make some money off of this. She's not going to be making money off this because people are stealing her stuff. It's because people are seeing her sing. People are learning about her because of sharing of information. Again, it goes back to this passion that I've got for if you share stuff, good things are going to happen. Yeah. And I, I mean, this is one of those instances where this was on Britain's Got Talent, by the way, a show. It's, uh, it's the same show, America's Got Talent. Same producers. But in the UK, yeah. yeah. And it's pretty much the same. Um, Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Is in the American yeah. It's, it's Piers, whatever. Hasselhoff. Actually, the same British. Sharon Osbourne was, Piers was on there, but Sharon Osbourne right. was one of the, the hosts, too. And it's that's where funny. we saw those crazy yo yo guys two years ago, remember? Yeah. Those guys right. were great it's the in fact it's so funny because i didn't think about it until just now piers the one british guy he's in both productions yes yeah um and simon cowell is in in the u.s production of american idol yeah, and, and the british and he's in the british production of this uh, got, got talent. talent that's pretty funny didn't think about that yeah and i this just thrills me to no end because you know, we've all done it. We 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 judge people on the way they look. We make first impressions, and oh, shame sure. shame on us. Shame on us. But and, it's always a great story when people defy impressions. And I knew she was going to be good before I watched the video because of the way everybody was talking about her. So my first, I can't like tell you, you. Nobody would expect that you've got bodies in the basement. I, I I can't tell you what my first impression would have been. I I may have looked at her and went, eh, she's not going to sing it. But look, I've I've worked with singers before. I've worked with musicians, and shame on me. I've had people come in the studio, unimpressive looking people, and I went. Eh, they can't play. And then they freaking blew my aura. They they came out and they played their ass off. And I went, holy shit. So we should know better than doing this. Because, you know, there is no rule that you have to be beautiful and have a beautiful voice. I mean, uh, you know, and I just remember the the second woman, the woman, uh, Amanda, she's one of the hosts on there. She she looked at the audience and said, I'm so thrilled you did that. And she her tone got very, like, scornful. You know, she was like, because the audience was against you. And I'm sure she was, too. Right. But again, I mean, I would I would have literally said the word shame on us if I were there because but you know what Susan Boyle wasn't affected by it at all she didn't care she knew she could sing and when she said to the audience I'm going to rock this audience she knew she was going to do it everybody doubted her but I don't, I, I don't know I'm a big underdog guy 
I feel like watching the world's fastest Indian right now. I mean, I just I just want to go watch it. I, I don't know if she's going to win. Well, there's no need to fear. Underdog is here. That's right. And apparently, and, uh, two years ago, this guy, I can't remember his name, Paul Potts. He's Paul Potts? Paul Potts. No, he's not a Khmer Rouge guy. He, Paul Potts comes out. He's got the crooked teeth that Americans like make fun of British people for having, which I don't really think it's true, but it's that stereotype. Yeah. He's got the crooked teeth. He comes out and he goes, I'm a cell phone salesman. And... Everybody went, uh, yeah, what do you want to do? I want to sing opera. He sang like Pavarotti. He yeah. killed it. He won it. He won the contest. He's got his second album coming out this month. That's great. And then the guy who won America's Got Talent a couple years ago, the guy who did uh, impressions of singers with his 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 dummy, you know, uh, he's a ventriloquist. Did you see that guy? I, I may have seen that. He was amazing. He's pulling in $10 million a year as a regular act in Vegas now. He does impressions of famous singers. He has the little doll of them, and he throws his voice and does impressions of these singers. Oh, I, I, I don't think I saw that I one. I don't remember his name, but he's he's That's amazing. Cool, but I, I – and, and to segue into something else, I miss – Real variety shows. Not that I was old enough to remember the um, Ed Sullivan show, mm-hmm. but I think I'm a little bit tired of Leno, Carson, Len, uh, Letterman. But you're all, all over Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. I, I want to have his child. No, I'm, I'm a little tired of his shtick, too. I even Twittered to him and told him, hey, your segment's got to get a little longer. It's like, you know how some most TV shows, they give you two commercial breaks worth of an interview? He just gives one, and it's very unfulfilling. And he's like, oh, see you later. I just sat down. Um, but I miss the variety shows where at one minute there's dancing bears and then the next minute there's a ventriloquist and then the next minute there's uh, a Topo singer. Gigio. Yeah, Topo Gigio comes out. And I loved America's Got Talent and, and Britain's Got Talent because the, the variety and the range of the acts is so different. I want to see something like that again. I'm tired of the gong show was phenomenal. I mean, some of the acts sucked, but it was great. And I really Best want- part of the gong show? Can you guess? Gene, Gene, the dancing that machine. That is my pick. His theme song. Da, 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 da. So anyway, I, I'd love to see a real variety show come back. And um, Susan Boyle, you know, I she's 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 going to be a millionaire. I, whether she wins it or not, because I guess some 15-year-old kid came on and re- killed it too, you know, and everybody likes the cute kids when they sing. Yeah, but she's a she's much bigger of a of surprise. I think that when he came yeah, on- Yeah, and people, I think, feel guiltier for prejudging her. And then she came out and yeah. she killed it, and I think people feel bad. And even if she doesn't win, it doesn't matter, because there are people who want to hear her sing. She's going to get a record deal, and I hope they let- um, David Foster produce it because, you know, he can do orchestral. He did the first uh, set, Josh Groban, Seth Groban, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. record, and his production's immaculate. Let him produce it, do all the orchestral arrangements, let her pro- him produce the record, and it'll be great. Not really what I want to listen to. I mean, I'm not yeah. a show tunes guy, but she's got a gift, and I think the world should hear her voice. And I think that her voice is actually suited well to that genre. Yeah, no, absolutely. She came on Larry King. Andrew Lloyd Webber kind of stuff. Yeah, she came on Larry King, and she sang the Titanic, big hit there, uh, the theme from the Titanic, acapella, and she was great. And Piers was one of the guests, and oh, he yeah. apologized because he uh, after that he after she sang he wasn't really humble enough, you know, and he apologized because they had already been sitting there for twelve hours and having to put up with awful acts, and then somebody comes out and says they're going to be as good as Elaine Page, and you're like, oh, yeah, whatever. But he he was very humble on Larry King. He apologized and he invited her to dinner at some fancy London restaurant, and she accepted. And I just think it's great. Anyway, you know, score cool. one for the underdog. Cool beans. So uh, what do we got? We got another track. Is this one a little uh, lower key than the last one? Slightly. (laughs) Less screamo. Let's check it out. (laughs) 
another one of these famous long fade outs from Gail Mead, one of my favorite new artists ever. Yeah, she keeps coming up with the good stuff. And we keep playing it, which is a reward, I guess, for her coming up with the good stuff. And a reward for us to hear it. Yeah, and our listeners, I think. I don't well, know. Well, screw them. You know, I, I don't want to do a film review because we're kind of late in the show, but yet I've got all these films to talk about. So we'll have to do a media-heavy show next time. Maybe talk about some films. Yeah, talk and I've, I've seen some stuff, too. What, what have you seen? Um, saw uh, an HBO production called Grey Gardens. Oh, did you see the thing with what's-her-name? Tom Green's old wife there, the E.T. girl? Uh, Grey Gardens. Well, she's in it. What's Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore is in it. Did you yep. see the original documentary? I saw the original documentary. I didn't, but this they they kind of the, the way the companion they, pieces kind of yeah yeah the way this was set up was the the making of the documentary right yeah they filmed yeah. it as if the documentary were being filmed but yeah. the, the, good the, stuff. these are scary people I mean I was like wow what is going on well there? I mean we can talk about it more but for me I the, haven't seen the new film though I haven't seen the Barrymore film the me but. for me the bottom line is you never know what's going to happen to your life and things can spiral out of control very quickly and. And the opposites. You can go on a singing show and become the biggest view to YouTube viewed person in the history of YouTube. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's a strange... Life is beautiful. And and Man on Wire. We could also talk about Man on Wire. Yep. Saw you saw that. that a little bit. I mean, I've got three films lined up here. Uh, two Lovers with uh, Joe Queen Phoenix. <laughs> Joe Queen Pahonix. What was that? You know, the guy who wants Hooked to be a rap Pahonix. star. Now. And uh, that also had Gwyneth Paltrow in it. I saw a wonderful French film called, called The Class on Wednesday. Great film. And I saw a film about kind of the mob, the way it is in Italy now, called Gamora, which was really powerful. So a lot of interesting films, two of them foreign to talk about. So, yeah, we can kind of do a media-heavy show the next couple times. We haven't really done a show where we only talked about movies, so it's, no, it's we probably, can do that. you know, one of our listeners likes that. So we can uh, we can check that out. So Guess what the button does. Oh. You know what the button does? Nothing. I heard a click. I didn't hear. Oh, I heard it this time, though. What does it do? It sets the train running away. It's, it's out of control. It can't be stopped. This is Rich Wilgus. And I'm John Tallarico. And you've been listening to the Bloodthirsty Vegetarians. Check the us out. The Bloodthirsty Vegetarians? Yeah, Grizz. You know, yeah. it's, 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 it's viral. Um, check out our voicemail, 206-376-1907. Leave us voicemails. Tell us whatever you want. We send don't us, care. Send us email. Feedback at bloodyveg.com. And, of course, on the web, we're at www.bloodyveg.com. That is correct. I'm very slow. I'm slow. And unlike Grizz's suggestion, it is not porn yet. <laughs> well, it depends on what kind of porn you like. Yeah, you know. It, it, porn is defined by the local community, so by some community standards, we may be porn. Yeah, or horror. You've been listening to the VIB. 